What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. people tell me go home and take some deep breaths and you know eat fruits and veggies go home and just say things I was like I tried that and I was so cruising on the surface my whole life like satisfied with living surface level thinking what was outside me defined me podcast with me Rohini Elise season two is here um I believe this will be the second episode of season two that's gonna go up I'm doing video as well as audio which is fun and it helps me get my shit together and actually put on real clothes um and makeup and stuff um so if you want to watch the video as well as the audio just go over to the YouTube channel acting my age podcast all the good stuff will be there Um, I had actually previously recorded this intro, but I just wanted to redo it and kind of better properly introduce this episode. Um, Today's episode is with one of my dear friends, Bailey, who has gone through such a just long, heart-wrenching, difficult health journey um, and has come out on the other side of it with really amazing perspective. And she's just so uplifting. I'm so in awe of her. I have so much to learn from her, very inspired by her, and um, this episode is going to be broken into two parts because it is pretty lengthy, but I wanted to make sure Bailey got to share her whole story, and um, she was kind of like worried, like, oh, I I hope it's not too long, or I hope I didn't go too much into detail, and I just felt like you never know at what point someone will relate to it, so I just didn't want to cut out any of her, the details of what she went through because it might be the part that I was perhaps cut out might have been the thing that someone related to the most so um yeah it's gonna be broken into two episodes and I just really want to preface the episode by encouraging everyone to have an open mind with this because um everyone has different beliefs um everyone you know some people are more on the western side of medicine some are more on the eastern side or you know some like naturopaths some cannot even imagine going to one. I personally definitely believe in the power of plants and vegetables and fruits and just your your body's ability to heal itself. I really believe in that. And um, Bailey, Bailey goes through a whole journey of what she went through and that is her experience and that is truly what happened for her and that is why she believes the things she does now. So I just would encourage everyone to listen with an open mind and, you know, just recognize that we all have our different stories and um, that's what makes us so wonderful is that we can each have our own unique opinions and beliefs and um, yeah, so I just 
hope that this episode only encourages, you know, open, open-mindedness and compassion and love and all those good things. Um, and yeah, nothing negative. I'm just, unfortunately my brain now sometimes goes to the hate comments. Like I'm, I just imagine what hate comments will pop up on certain things. So I really hope that this episode doesn't get any of those. Like, I don't know, like I, I went to med school and I read this chapter and that's absolutely not true. Or, or maybe she felt like that because of this, or I don't know, just like, I just encourage everyone to honor her journey and honor what she went through. And, um, yeah, I just don't think in terms of your health and your body that someone else can try to, the only person that can explain what happened and feel what happened is the person going through it. So anyway, I just wanted to do a little intro because, um, unfortunately I believe some people think this topic is slightly controversial, even though I think that's silly. Um, again, everyone believes different things and there is room for all of it. There is room for every type of medicine and there should be every type of medicine. Um, you have to find what works for you. We're all unique individuals. We all have different preferences in every walk of life. We all prefer different foods, different types of books, different movies, different TV, different clothes, different hobbies, everything. So, you know, why wouldn't we prefer different types of healing as well? So, um, this episode is definitely more on the natural, uh, side of things. Um, and it's totally up my alley. So if this, if you're really against, um, natural medicine, then perhaps this episode isn't the one for you. But if you're curious or if you're going through any type of illness or struggling with your health, I think this could be really expansive for you. And just for me, it makes me so, so grateful for my health. And I'm just in awe of Bailey. Like she's, if you, if you watch the video version, you'll see she's so beautiful. She is, she, as she said in the episode is very petite. And I'm just imagining like her sweet little petite face with her big eyes going through like all these getting poked with needles and going through all these treatments. And I'm just like, Oh my God, my heart just really goes out to her and I'm very in awe of her strength, um, through everything. So yes, um, I will stop talking and let Bailey share her story. If you want to find her on Instagram, her Insta is I am Bailey B and it's B A Y L E Y. So, uh, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode, get a lot out of it and yeah, let's get into it. Hi, Bailey. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. This is very fun. As usual, we had a little tech, you know, slow start with the tech, but we got it. We got it. And you're looking beautiful. And I'm really excited to have you, you on. There's so much to talk about. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Um, okay. So first off, I guess we, I was trying to remember when exactly we met. I feel like it was a while, a while ago. Like, yeah, it was like, three or four years ago, I think. Yeah, it feels... I think it was like my second year of college. Oh my gosh. It feels so long so ago. Does it for you? It feels so long ago. Yeah, like lifetimes. Everything pre-COVID feels so long ago. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. Just <laughs> lifetimes ago. Um, and we met at a blogger thingy or... Yeah, we were part of that um, who, what, where... Oh, influencer yeah. like on the rise oh my gosh <laughs> whatever that was yeah um I remember meeting you at La Cologne oh yeah and yeah and the rest was history I know it was so fun 
exactly. it was such a fun day and it was yeah we just hit it off I was I did, did a little intro and I was like just one of those friendships because we don't we haven't really even seen each other that much and it's not like we talk all the time but I just am always like thinking about you or like if I see something I'm like oh that reminds me of Bailey or oh I wonder how Bailey's Aww. doing like I just so I just think about you a lot and I definitely don't feel that way about all my friends or all, all, a lot of people in my life so yeah you're very special to me so no, I agree you're so sweet I'm very picky with who I spend my time with and I feel like right when I met you, I felt like I'd known you for so long. Aww. And I remember inviting like you and Sage over to mine in uh, Jane's apartment. Mm-hmm. And you would have little things and dinners <laughs> and like, yeah, I was just that always was so, so happy fun. seeing you. Even if it was five minutes, I was always so happy. Mm, yeah. Um, and, yeah I think about mutual. you all the time. And just one of those friendships where I feel like time can pass and we don't have to be in the same city, but we'll always, you know, stay connected, mm-hmm. which yeah. is really special. Yeah, exactly. So, Exactly. Oh, I love that for us. <laughs> um, so, okay. A little bit about you. Are you 24 or are you older <laughs> or younger? So, I actually thought to myself a couple days ago that I was 24, but I'm actually 25. <laughs> this whole, this whole year has just like flown by. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't even had a chance to say like, oh, I'm 25 because I've just been, you know, home Yeah, and not really socializing very much so I uh, yeah I'm 25 which is crazy wow yeah okay I didn't I wasn't sure so you and Sage are the same age pretty much are you younger mm-hmm. yeah sure. I'm 23 <laughs> my god I mean yeah. well I'm not even 23 yet I'm 23 in like two weeks oh my gosh oh so young I know it's crazy and yeah it's almost your birthday I know I'm so excited um okay so you're 25 wow um, I know. I didn't even realize that. And you went to school at NYU. Yeah, I went to NYU, studied photography and psychology, Ooh. which are two very different things um, and had nothing to do with each other, really. It was just two passions, and I just wanted to explore it all while I was there. It was amazing. Wow. Um, I didn't realize you did and, psychology. Yeah. Makes Psychology sense. was definitely my like deeper passion. Mm-hmm. Photography was just something I've always loved, but it was definitely interesting doing both in school because one of them was more for fun and the other one, which is photography. Yeah. And then psychology more serious. was a really helpful thing transitioning from high school and my home in LA to NYU in a new city and just a whole new lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It was like a very therapeutic thing to do at that time that's good I I think psychology Mm -hmm. would be really really interesting for almost anybody to take Mm -hmm. just learn a lot about about people so you grew up in Cali you grew up in Malibu um I grew up in like Santa Monica area my mom has lived in Malibu um after my parents got divorced she went there Mm -hmm. and my dad went to Venice so my parents were both kind of on on the coast, yeah, oh, which was really nice. So beautiful. It I love. So nice, yeah. I love all your moms. <laughs> I follow her mom on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it does not disappoint. I love. You're so sweet. I love all her posts. Ugh. You're so sweet. One day it's I'll visit. It's definitely a healing place to be on the water, and it was a fun place to visit when I'd come back to LA. Yeah, absolutely. So that was really and, nice. And now you're back. Now you're back in LA after you graduated. Yeah, I'm back in LA. I graduated, moved back here. Um, didn't really know what I was doing 
<laughs> moved here for someone I was dating for my entire experience in college. Yeah, and, long-term um, relationship. Very long-term relationship. And my family was out here, so I just kind of wanted to, to be around I think just like what I knew and what I was comfortable with. I mean, yeah. it all happens for a reason, but I would have loved to have stayed in New York mm-hmm. for a couple of years out of school oh. um, just to experience that kind of life. But it was meant to be because of, you know, everything happening now that I had already had a life set up here and it's been a journey since I had graduated. Yeah, because that's, to say the least. I think the last time I saw you, wasn't it, was graduation it was near your graduation yeah you I saw you on my graduation and then you came to LA or I came back to New York to visit once yeah that's and we like got lunch or something and then Mm -hmm. you just came out here but yeah it had been like once a year that we saw each other which was crazy super crazy and from the last time I saw you in New York when I was still living there to then when Mm -hmm. I just saw you in LA you've gone Mm -hmm. undergone like a crazy change your whole life is different Um, Mm -hmm. if you want to talk about that, I think there's obviously a lot to get into wherever you want to start, but, um, so much to unpack, (laughs) so much to unpack. Okay. I'll just jump in. So, yeah, so I graduated NYU, Mm -hmm. moved back to LA was in a beautiful relationship while I was in school, but it felt expired after I graduated and Mm -hmm. we were long distance for a year. So I was going through a lot of stress and just kind of an internal battle of not feeling like my plan was my plan in my heart anymore. Mm -hmm. Just like what I'd hoped and what my timeline was and just kind of like what I believed for so long was kind of falling apart. Yeah. Um, and normally I'm very go with the flow. I think when things fall apart, better things fall together. So I'm normally Mm -hmm. observant of that. But this time I was like, this can't be, this is, you know, I thought that was my future. So I think I was very resistant about the change that was going on emotionally like most people who just graduate didn't know really what I was doing, where I was going to (laughs) live. Um, I was just undergoing a lot of change and, um, instead of just going with it and observing it and just kind of adapting along the way, I think I was very resistant and was trying to have it take form in the way I thought it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. So So trying to control it more just trying to control everything that I couldn't control. So I was very stressed. And um, when your body's under that much stress, you can easily, you know, fall out of balance or Mm -hmm. get sick. So I went on vacation with my family two Christmases ago. And um, my ex-boyfriend and I broke up. So I went away with my family, was ready for a clean start. It felt like the right thing to do. Yeah, everything felt like it was, you know, I I got through the hardest part. I was starting over, you know, ringing in the new year with my family in Mm -hmm. a beautiful place. Got back to L.A. Um, It was the first time I had been single since I was like 16, basically. Because I had been in one serious relationship 
one after the other. Yeah. So this was like my first time being single as an adult out of college. You were 23 then or 24? Yeah, I was 23, 22 or 23. And yeah, I was really excited. I had gone off of birth control when my ex and I broke up. Mm -hmm. Um, Not really intentionally. I just forgot to bring it on my trip (laughs) and was just thinking I would take a break from it. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I restarted birth control February 2019 and our bodies are changing every day Mm -hmm. and like I said I was under such a significant amount of stress for my body that I think this is what happened but I started a birth control I'd been on for like 10 years Mm -hmm. um and I had a really bad reaction where I just felt really nauseous really tired just not myself Mm -hmm. I called my doctor and told her what happened. And she said, stop it right away. Try a new one. So I started a new one. The symptoms got worse. So she said, stop this one. Try a new one. So I tried a third birth control in a week, which, as you can imagine, is really, really damaging for a woman. Mm -hmm. And um, I was on my third birth control and she told me to stay on it for a month. And this one was stronger than the the two prior to this one. So every kind of uh, symptom it says is possible mm-hmm. on the birth control packet, I experienced. Oh, my gosh. Everything. I there's a lot. I <laughs> was so tired. I was bloated. I couldn't digest food. I had all these sensitivities. I had night sweats, insomnia, depression, anxiety. I am a petite, small bones person and I gained more weight than I've ever gained in my life. Like I've always fluctuated between like five pounds throughout my life, but this was an extreme and it was just happening so fast. Within a month, Um, all this was happening. All within a month. Oh my gosh. Um, I was so swollen and inflamed everywhere, like head to toe, inside and out. Mm -hmm. I just could not recognize myself, like physically and emotionally. So that is what, that's when this whole domino Mm -hmm. effect started. So I, you know, called my doctor, of course, right away, my gynecologist and told her what happened and none of the birth controls worked. She told me that by starting this third one, it would kind of balance out all the hormones that the two kind of threw Mm -hmm. out of whack. I don't really understand that mentality, but that's what she said. And when you don't really face health challenges your entire life, I think you're conditioned to believe everyone else has the answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyone in a white coat knows best. Yeah. So I just completely gave her all my trust, even though, it didn't really make sense to me what she would say. I still yeah, like you kind of knew like, okay, like she knows. Weird. Mm-hmm. So she told me to just ride it out, stay on the birth control for a couple months. And, you know, the other two will flush out of my system as time goes on. So I said, okay. And every day I felt worse. All of those symptoms every day were just crazy and unbearable. So I, went to the doctor in person and she saw, you know, what I looked like before this and then what I looked like after and mm-hmm. said, I looked so sick, but this could not be from birth control. Hmm. And I told her I have never had any issue throughout my life like this. 
Um, and this was the only thing I changed, you know, I, yeah, I was really stressed because of my, you know, previous year and I was undergoing a lot of change. I just moved into an apartment with a pretty toxic roommate. I was now dealing with this health stuff. So I did have a lot, you know, of yeah. things going on emotionally, but the birth control was the only new yeah, addition. The big so it would change. make sense that that would be what sparked this whole issue. So she told me, no, go see a GI doctor. Saw a GI, a GI doctor who... Is that is that gastro, a gastroenterologist? A gastro, yeah, intestinal yeah, okay. doctor. Um, did I say that right? A gastrointestinal yeah. doctor. Yeah, I don't know what the heck I just said. Gastroenterologist. <laughs> I don't think that's a real word, but something for right something me. for your gut, around your yeah, gut and your digestive yeah. tract. Okay. Exactly. No, until we got doctor. <laughs> and all the all the doctors are blending in at this point. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I saw a GI doctor who basically kind of tainted my view of doctors mm. because he basically said, you know bodies change when you're in your 20s you look great you're fine you know you might just have some food sensitivities cut out dairy cut out sugar cut out gluten just kind of the Mm go-to you know list of things to cut out kind of like you're being dramatic like you're fine yeah and I had never had food sensitivities before so Mm. this was hard to hear but I also know that you know sometimes our bodies need just a, a fresh start and I just needed to maybe cleanse my gut yeah um so I went home, I did what he said, nothing changed. I went back and um, he said that he found this new medication that was just approved in the U.S. that a couple of his patients had taken and that he has no idea what's wrong with my stomach. He doesn't think there's anything wrong, but that this would wipe out any GI symptoms I was experiencing, but that if I go on this, I would have to go on an antidepressant and some sort of kidney protection medicine because it causes most of their patients to become suicidal and to experience some sort of kidney rupture. Holy shit. So I was thinking to myself, I'm a happy person. I'm only 23. Why in the world would I go on a medication to band-aid the symptoms when you don't even know what the root cause is Yeah. to try some crazy medication that causes all these other Mm -hmm. horrible side effects? Really severe side effects. And it was such a scary thought. And the fact that he suggested something like that to me was such like a, a not only a disappointment but it was just you you go in and you trust those people you know mm-hmm. and you expect them to treat you as if you are their daughter yeah or someone that they care about but just hearing that was definitely a crazy disheartening thing yeah. so i left and basically took the advice of you know you have to be your own health advocate. Mm-hmm. And when you have an invisible illness, mm-hmm. no one will take you seriously. Yeah. Um, and I basically was ping ponged from doctor to doctor all around LA for at least six months before anyone remotely helped me. Um, wow. I saw the best of the best westernized doctors mm-hmm. who completely just dismissed me because they thought I looked great. They all said inappropriate things about what I looked like and how it was in my head and how there's nothing wrong. And you know there's something wrong. Like, you know your, you know of course. your body. 
Right. Wow. And it's it's their job to take care of us and to listen to us and not to just send us home. Mm-hmm. You know, I had people tell me, go home and take some deep breaths and, you know, eat fruits and veggies. Go home and just say things. I was like, oh, I've, I've tried that. Like, I've tried, yeah. you know, I've cut out everything at this point in my diet except for fruits and vegetables. Yeah. I was trying to meditate. I was trying, you know, I was sleeping as much as I could. I was listening to my body. Mm-hmm. I was feeling so horrible, though that I started to self-diagnose myself, which is when my mental state kind of took a turn for the worse. Um, I would spend hours researching mm-hmm. everything. And of course, WebMD is no friend to yeah. fear. Yeah, nope. <laughs> um, so I had a list of all these things I thought I had, ranging from cancers to tumor, like everything. So I would take myself to the emergency room because I was in a lot of pain and discomfort, but also because it would take months to see a doctor. And when I did see them, it really felt like they would send me home or just give me a medication yeah. without knowing what was wrong. Just and put a bandaid on it. Like you said. Yeah. So I would go to the ER like once a month and get some sort of ultrasound or x-ray or scan in my body. Half the time the nurse would ask me what I was there for and I would tell her, And then she would say, oh, well, this is checking for this organ, not what you're in here for. So I would spend so much money and time on things that didn't, you know, get me anywhere. So then I turned to holistic doctors and like Mm -hmm. alternative medicine, which honestly was more out of desperation at the time. I guess grew up more rooted in science and westernized doctors are just thinking, I I think I just had the wrong mindset about bodies in general Mm -hmm. that we, that doctors can fix us, that they have all the answers, that everything outside of us is what can heal us. Mm -hmm. So after seeing how that didn't work out, I turned toward more, um, yeah, alternative, like functional doctors. Mm -hmm. And that is when I started to see results. I mean, I couldn't have done this without my mom. She mm-hmm. was my notebook, my memory. I had really bad brain fog throughout this whole thing um, as a symptom and side effect of yeah. what I had experienced in the beginning, and it just carried on throughout. But um, she would come with me to everything. She helped me find all these doctors. She would go on these chat rooms online, um, mm-hmm. just trying to find, like, anyone who could help with what I was experiencing um, because mm-hmm. I had at this point seen the best doctors that everyone recommended I see. I'd gone to the best hospitals. Um, so I found some doctors who um, treated something called SIBO, which is what my mom and I thought I had, mm-hmm. which is an overgrowth of bacteria in your small intestine, which would explain a lot of the uh, stomach symptoms I was experiencing. And from there, I had found this amazing doctor who is um, an integrative doctor who specializes in everything gut related mm-hmm. and like autoimmune related. Mm-hmm. And um, I had had through him crazy tests. I had to swallow a camera wow. on a string oh my gosh. to measure the levels of the acidity in my stomach and how I was digesting and crazy stuff like all this stuff was like my 
kind of worst nightmare that I had to like experience. Very invasive. <laughs> very invasive. Very just I would never have thought I would be, you know, swallowing a string. Yeah. The camera on it and then they'd pull it out and all yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had seen this doctor who did diagnose me with SIBO, so my mom and I were right. And it's kind of a tricky thing to treat because with gut bacteria, if you kill all of the bad, sometimes you also kill the good mm-hmm. and you need that balance. Yeah. So when they did kill all the bad, they killed all the good. And that left me with something called CIFO, which is an overgrowth of fungus. Oh. So you kind of need to make sure you balance out the two or else, you know, you'll yeah. have SIBO or CIFO and you can even have both. So at one point I did have both. Oh my gosh. So between all the other doctors I had seen, and I saw 20 westernized doctors. Holy shit. All of those doctors had given me antibiotics, antivirals, antifungals, something to wipe out yeah. the symptoms. So and some hard of them, on the I, gut. So hard on the gut. Um, so some of those I took out of desperation to feel better and mm-hmm. because I did trust those doctors in the beginning. And then some of them I was too scared to take because of all the potential side effects. So my body was so out of whack and all those doctors too told me not to take probiotics I had seen this doctor who was very very thorough who looked at every single thing in my body and this is where it gets complicated but if a perfectly healthy person walks into a doctor's office and says find everything wrong with me they can always find bacteria potentially a tick bite um viruses all these things because that's what we're made of but they can find everything in your body and think that you are feeling those things so when I walked in and had them you know draw hundreds of vials of blood they saw all these things that could maybe be wrong they didn't know why I was experiencing my symptoms so they looked at everything in my gut I had to do stool samples urine samples so much blood work breath tests which was for SIBO and CIFO Um, I told you I did that camera test. I did every kind of test you can imagine. I did colonoscopies, endoscopies, everything. And they basically found all these things. It was like, oh, you know, your iron level's a little bit low. So that could be why you're tired. Like, well, probably not this tired. Like I would sleep 20 hours and still feel exhausted. I'm like, I don't think it's because my iron's a little bit low. Yeah. Um, They would find, you know, a parasite and say, this is maybe why your gut is a little irritated, but it's not one of the dangerous parasites, but we'll still treat it with this strong antibiotic. Mm. So it was just hard to know what to treat because I didn't know what I'd actually, what I was feeling from those things they were finding, or if all of that I'd had my entire life. And I was just really Mm -hmm. feeling Mm -hmm. these symptoms still from the original issue, or if this is just now stress, I couldn't tell. Um, But they had put me on probably 40 supplements a day. Oh my god. Oh, how do you even take that? Like it's hard to digest that many supplements in yeah. itself. Like that's a whole nother <laughs> thing. It I mean just physically swallowing that many pills causes They're like symptoms. huge. A lot of them are freaking They're big. They cause bloating just from having yeah. so many synthetic things in your body that it needs to break down. So... I was already experiencing a digestive like backup. So I wasn't digesting or absorbing those oh supplements. And then on the other hand, it felt like a full-time job, just remembering what to take, writing it all down, keeping track. They would say, yeah. you know, let me know how this motility activator makes you feel. You're like, Whoa. um, 
I can't tell. And see if that helps. And I'm like, well, I'm also taking magnesium and zinc and DHEA and a hundred other things. I'm like, how am I supposed to know what helps or what makes me feel worse? Um, They would help me kind of introduce some things, you know, very spread out so I could see if it would help or make me feel worse. But the more I would go on, whether or not it was spread out or taken all at once, the more I felt like I was on autopilot because when you're taking so many different things that aren't you and necessarily meant to be inside your body in such large doses, it's so hard to connect with your intuition and to just function normally. Yeah. So kind of gets blocked out. Yeah. I just felt like I was living with just fog, not just brain fog, but just fog. Like I couldn't see clearly. I couldn't think clearly. Mm -hmm. I, wrongfully given my power away since day one mm-hmm. um and just trying to get it back emotionally was so hard because then I would question myself and think well Bailey am I doing the right thing or is it better to listen to who knows best but yeah. do they know best the and it was constantly this internal battle and cycle of just like not knowing what's best for me and just feeling more comfortable with having something external heal me mm-hmm. than me turn to myself and look within and think, what do I need? Yeah. And I couldn't even think clearly or feel like I could receive answers clearly because of all the things I was taking. Mm-hmm. So anyways, this doctor found something in my body called Babesia, which is a tick-borne illness. Mm. And apparently when you have this tick-borne illness, it's very common to also have Lyme disease. So... He checked for Lyme disease and said, you don't have Lyme disease. You don't have any markers for Lyme. You just have Babesia. And it's not even free-floating in your blood. You just have the antibodies for it, which means your body fought it off. Yeah. So, but this could be why you have headaches or it could be why you have, you know, low iron. Sent me to a oncologist, which messed with my head, but he sent me to an oncologist, which is a doctor who specializes in treating cancer in LA to get IV therapy, which is, yeah, you know very hard on your body and he did that for the babesia for my low iron um for a couple of vitamin deficiencies i was experiencing and for energy so he did that while i also was doing um a skype with this new york doctor once a week who was working on my hormones and other things because i let go of that gynecologist who didn't believe birth control had any side effects. So I was seeing those two doctors, did the IV therapy for six months. What does that Um, look like? Like, what do you The IV therapy? Yeah. Do you just go every day? You go, I went um, once a week for three or four months. Um, So I was now seeing these three doctors. Um, And at first, like, I would kind of, take bits and pieces of different advice from all the different doctors I had seen but they all believe different things they all contradict each other Mm -hmm. and I couldn't take a hundred supplements and medications that they all were telling me so I decided to stick with this great GI doctor the one who found the SIBO and CIFO and the Mm -hmm. did the very thorough test um and I was seeing the oncologist in LA for the IV therapy and then I was zooming with this New York doctor Felt like they were a good team yeah. at the time. So I'd go into this oncologist's office once a week and I would sit there for, I think it was two or three hours. 
with the IV in my arm and they would switch the IV bag between vitamin C, glutathione, which is helpful for detoxing, iron and um, something for energy. They would make a cocktail of something. I didn't feel bad from it, but I definitely didn't feel better when I'd leave. Mm. Um, And it was a lot for me physically to go just because I don't like IV. So it would stress me out and they wouldn't monitor me. Um, I had a bad reaction once to iron because you have to be very careful with iron and do it very slowly and you actually have to monitor your heart with it and they didn't do that for me so I had a bad reaction and was calling for someone once and they didn't hear me so I actually ripped out the IV myself which was like a very traumatizing experience oh my god that makes me so sad imagine it was really not fun so after that I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I can't do this. I'm stopping everything. So I like cold turkey stopped everything, all my supplements, all the mm-hmm. drips, everything because I wasn't feeling better. Yeah. Um, and I didn't feel better without it. I felt a little bit more awake mm-hmm. in the sense of like not on autopilot and not, yeah, you know, conscious. feeling like I was completely dependent on supplements to get me through the day. Um, and I felt like my stomach could breathe a little bit, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel better. I then went through a phase. I kind of, throughout this process, went through phases where I believe only westernized doctors, only holistic doctors, mm-hmm. only myself. Bailey, you can heal yourself through meditation. Bailey, you can heal yourself through vegetables and juices. And mm-hmm. and then I'd like freak out and revert back to an old way of thinking, or I just was so vulnerable and sensitive and such a sponge where someone would say something and I believe them yeah. because I was so desperate to feel better. Yeah, um, you do anything. Yeah, I just didn't have a center at mm-hmm. all. Like I just was so whoever kind of spoke to me last, I believe. Mm-hmm. So then I went through a medical medium fa- phase. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you know who the medical medium <laughs> is. I love him. Celery juice. Um, <laughs> yeah, the celery juice. The celery juice has seriously helped me so much and I'm still doing that now. I'm going to ask um, about that, but yeah, we can talk about that <laughs> whenever yeah. later. I'm almost done, I think. No, but, don't um, I, yeah, so I we went through a medical medium phase and um, just felt overall, I liked his approach of just, you can heal yourself with the right, you know, fruits and vegetables, that that is medicine in itself. And that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you can take supplements in addition, not completely rely on all supplements as Mm. food, but do it in addition. And Mm. I just liked his approach and I just felt he was very caring and passionate. And I was like, I'll try it. I have nothing to lose. So just because I have a lot of stomach sensitivities from all of what I've been through, I tried some of his cleanses and didn't feel better. So I then, you know, was discouraged Mm -hmm. again. Not that I didn't believe him and his um, wisdom, but I didn't think it was for me Yeah. in the moment. Um, the celery juice did help. That is something I've stuck with for months. He has specific SIBO cleanses, specific mm. gut cleanses, and brain fog cleanses, and all that uh, didn't seem to really relieve my symptoms. So I then moved on to a different phase, which was I'm going to go to my, my body healer, who I love. Mm. And she's not someone who is just a phase. I see, I've see. i seen her throughout the past, like, five years. But mm-hmm. Where'd you find her through? My family 
has um, a cook on Mondays who we're really close with, and she mm-hmm. has an intuitive healer who um, I used to see, who I actually saw right oh, when cool. I graduated NYU, who helped me through my breakup. Mm. And then she recommended I see this body healer um, to actually move the trauma out of your body. Oh, wow. Um, that sounds cool. So they kind of work hand in hand. One of them's more um, just the emotional aspect, and the other one's like how the emotional trauma can get stuck in the body mm. and cause symptoms. So wow. I saw her and I had seen her once at the beginning of all of this reaction and she actually in a way diagnosed me with the things that today I have. Like she's the one that kind of Mm -hmm. was consistently right. Mm -hmm. But me not knowing what I know now at the beginning, I didn't believe that someone who wasn't a doctor Mm -hmm. could diagnose me which I've learned the hard way, but she is great. And, um, I'd seen her and she did some treatments on me. She did, um, cupping and like Mm -hmm. fire cupping, which I loved and lymph drainage massages and, um, cranial work like Mm -hmm. on my head. And it helped a little bit, but she then saw that I was in a very bad mental state. Um, and that I kept still diagnosing and I was still, having a lot of negative talks. So she was like, okay, if you promise me you're actually going to go, I will send you to this doctor in LA who is well known for treating all brain related symptoms. And she said that, you know, I should go to him. Mm-hmm. So I went to him and was very taken advantage of to say the least. Mm. But in my mind, this was like my final straw. I was like, I can't keep going yeah. on like this. I feel so sick. I've seen literally everyone in LA. Yeah. And this is now like, apparently this is everyone's last resort doctor because he's really expensive. He doesn't take insurance, but he's also very aggressive with how he treats his patients, like mm. medically. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm going. So I went to see him. He gave me a very thorough report about what was wrong with me. Looking back and, and seeing what he diagnosed me with it was nothing new from what I was experiencing this whole time. He kind of was just like solidifying the feelings I was feeling and then said that I was so ill. And he was the first doctor out of all 25 doctors who actually used that word. The other doctors just said, you know, it'll be a journey. I have a lot to heal from. I have a lot to detox from. But this doctor was constantly telling me in my ear that I was so ill. So when a doctor tells you that you're so ill, you believe them. you you not only believe them but then you view your life through an ill lens mm-hmm. so every day i'd wake up I'm like i'm ill you know i victimized myself completely yeah which is not right but i did um i was so in that mindset of being ill about everything how i would eat how i would talk to myself what i would do if i was tired i would just say oh i'm so ill he told me i'm so ill you know he told me i'm just beginning this lifelong journey of an ill person, blah, blah, blah. So he decided to do more intravenous therapy, um, which I was not really looking forward to since I had had bad experiences at the previous doctor, but this was their only therapy basically at this office. So I was put on something called ozone therapy. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I think. But mm-hmm. They basically take your blood 
oh, through yeah. a thicker needle, suck it up into a tube, yeah, pump wow. O3 into it, and then it goes back into your body. And Ooh. that one, if you don't like needles, oh my god, and then you're out for like three days, like in bed for three days. Whoa. And the hard part was, is while I'm doing this therapy, instead of him saying, you're doing great, you're going to heal from this, he would say, look how dark your blood is. Look how sick you are. Look how badly you needed this. You're so sick, Bailey. You're so sick. Look at you, my darling. You're so ill. I'm like, yeah, I don't feel well, but I know I'm not ill. Like, I know I'm a strong person and that I wasn't as sick as he's making me out to be. Yeah. But still, I was just not strong enough emotionally to actually fight what he was saying. It's like, okay, yeah, like, I'm so ill. I'm so ill. You know, I'd go home and be out for three days and be come back in two days for that again. So I would ask him, I'm like, so how do I know if this is working? And this is the funny, this is kind of a good, this is like a quintessential thing mm-hmm. that I experienced. He would say, if you go home and feel worse, it's working because you're detoxing. If you go home and feel better, it's working and you're detoxing. So I'm like, how do I know if it's working? And he was like, and we can't check your blood for at least six to 10 months to know if it's working because we need to give it time. But of course, in the moment, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I have, I have to do this. So I would do ozone therapy. I did something called NAD therapy, which was for brain fog and all my um, head related symptoms, like my energy, brain fog, depression. Um, it helped a lot with my energy, but that one was a nine hour drip. So I'd be there from nine Oh my to God. five, nine to four. It was really long. Um, that one didn't hurt as much because it was a normal size needle, but I would be there all day. So I couldn't work. Um, I, again, was all, all I knew was doctor's offices. So yeah. I was not in a good mental state. Um, whether or not the doctor was telling me I'm ill, always seeing a doctor's office and needles and blood and hearing people next to you talk about their diagnoses, it messes with your head it's a whole other so, environment it's its own world yeah. like so i would be there doing alternating between ozone and ad therapy um i tried ketamine therapy three times um which is an up-and-coming iv therapy to treat um also neurological symptoms and depression and anxiety um it wasn't for me so i stop doing it after three times it just made me feel sick and um again like I I didn't know anything about this whole world before I got this illness or before this all happened so I think a lot of words scared me and when they said you're going to be trying you know a ketamine therapy I'm like isn't that like a recreational drug and yeah what is it I don't know about it either I don't know a lot about it recreationally but I do know that in small doses and monitored by a doctor it can help you it can help rewire your brain Mm. um in ways that help your anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. and it was an interesting experience getting it because you are in a way you don't really feel like you're present on earth like I had time I felt like to meditate in a different um space Mm-hmm. in my head um so I got to talk to myself in is it like psychedelic ways. or um in a way it's psychedelic I didn't see anything but I I mean yeah in a way it's psychedelic hmm. um when I started getting it I was in probably the most brain fog space I'd been in so I don't really remember 
mm-hmm. everything I experienced with it. But um, I just got to ask myself some questions and talk to myself about what I was experiencing kind of from a third person perspective, which was good because it was more of an unbiased conversation. Mm -hmm. But overall, it didn't help. So I was like, I don't need to keep doing that. So then I tried something called, um, I did an oxygen chamber. Oh, yeah. And you Mm -hmm. go into this chamber. And I'm really claustrophobic. So I wasn't sure how I'd feel about it. But there's a little window above your head and they zip you in and it pressurizes and you basically just relax in it for an hour. Um, and it's apparently very healthy. Um, it's very good for you. It regenerates your cells. It helps with brain fog and headaches and a lot of symptoms. That was my week for 10 months. So I was doing ozone, NAD, different vitamin drips, glutathione, the chamber. I would even do NAD patches on my arm when I'd go home, which gave me a reaction. It was really uncomfortable. I just felt like I was an empty entity. Like I was just walking around on autopilot, yeah. not knowing what I was doing, just feeling so helpless. And then one day when I went back, um, the doctor blew my vein from just overusing the vein and just, it was so painful. I was like, I'm done. I was crying. My arm had this weird coloration, I think from them taking it out so fast and whatever. But then in the hallway, I had bumped into this other doctor who works in the same office who was like, oh, honey, you have Lyme disease. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, look at the color coloration on your arm. You have Lyme disease. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, you have Lyme. Like, come see me next week. Oh, my God. So I call my mom and I'm like, yay. You know, and, and this whole time, even though I'm stressed that everyone is saying different things, whenever they labeled me at the time, I was happy because I thought it was an answer. Which yeah. meant I was one Seems step like closer a... to getting better. Yeah, direction. So I'm like, great. I have Lyme disease. Like. It's good because I, I know what it is. Mm-hmm. So I went to see her and that blood work for Lyme disease is so expensive because only one lab in LA tests for it, which is really scary because what? apparently if you were to walk into a hospital here or in most places and get checked for Lyme, you would test negative because they don't check for it. A lot of places don't believe in Lyme. Um, uh, oh, so God. That's a whole conspiracy. It, it's a whole thing. So Jeez. I got tested for Lyme. All my results came back negative for Lyme, but this doctor was still insistent that I had Lyme. So I was basically then being treated for Lyme. And she says it's very common to be negative for Lyme, but you have all the symptoms. Yeah. If you WebMD headaches, brain fog, whatever it is, there can be endless results. So I'm thinking, like, I don't know if she's right, but she's a really sweet, kind, smart doctor. I'm like, she, you know, knows best. And you'd think at this point I'd learned my lesson, but it's kind of like every doctor you try after the previous one, you're like, oh, this one knows. This has yeah, to be the one. Yeah, this will be the one, yeah. Another mistake, but that's why I'm, I'm grateful I went through it. Yeah, so then I was on a whole different protocol there. Same thing, though, IV therapy. I would Gosh. get pricked all up and down my arms in the weirdest spots because I didn't have any veins left. Mm-hmm. Um, and my veins already were very small. So I would do that. I think I was with her for six months. So overall at that place, I was there for like a year and a couple months because they worked in the same office and they worked yeah. together, but just on different parts of the body. So she was more um, gut oriented and um, autoimmune oriented, whereas the other doctor was more neurological. Mm-hmm. So she told me, you should get stem cells. Stem cells will save you. That will be the thing to save you. Mm-hmm. So it's a really powerful thing. It is beyond 
expensive, but she said, this will be the thing that will fix your gut. It is the most sophisticated, like high end miracle medicine. And I was like, I have to get this. I have to get this. Cause if, you know, I could either waste time doing all these other things that will, you know, eventually add up to this amount, or I can just do this faster, spend it now and just, and just heal. So again, I'm looking for things external to heal me. So I'm like, okay, great. I'll do the stem cells. And she said, you know, do a couple of them, just a couple. I ended up doing it for a year. I did one a month because she said, you know, some people can heal after one. Some people heal after three years. So I did it for a year. Um, ended up pairing it with something called exosomes, which just speed up the process of the healing. And it's just more powerful. And then when I just, I would go and check in with this doctor once a month who would always find something more. Oh, you know, you have one mold in your body or, oh, I don't even know what she would say. It was like some sort of very scientific term of something is a little off or this is a little higher. This is a little lower. Oh, you have a little strep in your body. We all have that in our bodies. Though. Yeah. So again, I could be there for the rest of my life getting treated for things I probably something. don't feel. So after six months of being with, with them, I got retested for Lyme, still negative. What, what am I doing? Like, I don't feel better. <laughs> I'm, it's been years. I've spent so much time and money, like literally every day at this doctor. It's been two years now. I've literally, I feel like exhausted all options with medications and therapies. Like, I mean, I said no to antibiotics and all those types of medicines after the first year and mm-hmm. just wanted to turn more toward IV therapies because it's, you know, vitamins or toward anything else other than antibiotics. I then went back for another checkup after a year and she said, you need something called IVIG, which is immuno immuno globulin like injection therapy where they basically give my immune system a booster because they said my immune system was so low. It became a whole thing. It became a whole thing um, where I got a second opinion and a third opinion from other doctors. I found that I trusted who said, I cannot believe you got approved for this. But if you got approved, then yeah, it's it's another miracle thing. Like if stem cells didn't work, this, this is the one that will it. heal yeah. you. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, I've heard that before. Like I'm, I've been in this dance before with supplements, with stem cells, with the oxygen chamber where they said this would be the miracle thing. But IVIG is a six hour drip with a nurse at your home with a lot of side effects. And I'm thinking I'm 24 or 25. 24 at the time. Um, I am stronger than this and I never get sick. Like I know I've been dealing with these like imbalances, but I never got a cold in the past. I never got a flu ever. Um, and my doctors who I've seen would say, Oh yeah, you don't get sick because your immune system's so low. And I was like, how does that make sense? And they're like, because your immune system doesn't know how to fight it and doesn't show symptoms because your immune system is that low and that weak. Whether or not that's true, I don't believe that. I believe I have a strong body, considering all I've been through, too. Yeah, oh my I'm God. I'm still here and standing and, like, functioning. Um, but I, it was an accumulation of it seeming never-ending there mm-hmm. and them over-treating and over-diagnosing and taking advantage financially and emotionally where I just was like, I'm done here. Found a new doctor who 
it felt very meant to be, but she and her partner who works in her office, they actually treated my dad's mom, who's 94, and alive and well, which kind of feels like a weird full circle because I trust her. She's into very like alternative medicine and healing and she's so healthy and she's lived, you know, the dream life. And she used to see this doctor. So I was like, Oh, I I like that. Like I want to, you know, I want to see this person. So I'm seeing a new doctor now who basically looked at all my blood, redid everything and said what I didn't, what really kind of messed with my head, but said, I don't have Lyme disease. I don't have what they've been treating me for, for the past two years. I have a hormonal imbalance which was sparked from the birth control and I never, you know, corrected that. And my cortisol levels, which are your stress levels are too, too high to be functioning where I'm basically in survival mode from the second I wake up yeah, to the like second I go to bed. Yeah, like fight or flight all the time. Exactly. And when you're in fight or flight mode, your digestive system doesn't need to be working. Your immune system doesn't need to be working. All that needs to be working is your fight or flight system to make sure you, you survive. So all day, I'm just kind of like on edge. I don't digest my food still because my heart's always racing and I'm, you know, in survival mode. So when you're in that state of stress, you get adrenal fatigue because you're really tired. So I'm just kind of dealing with that right now. That's it. So everything's healthy. My, My blood, everything. She said again, you know, your mom could go in or your best friend could go in and they could probably have the same blood work you have, but feel perfectly fine. You know, so my God, wait, when was that? That was recently. That was like three months ago. Wow. Yeah. So hearing something like that, half of me was relieved and the other half of me was like upset, but more, but it all feels more positive more because I knew all along that we're conditioned again to, to think the answers are outside of us instead of just thinking any answers are within. And it's always easier to think this supplement will fix me. This drip will fix me. That injection will fix me as opposed to actually putting in the work. It's more comfortable to think something outside of you can fix you. Yeah. So I just didn't want to believe it was in me that I had any answers or that I had the ability to heal. I was put in the position of weakness by doctors, but also myself by victimizing myself Mm-hmm. Instead of putting myself in the position of power. Mm-hmm. So we're all at fault here. They should put me, they should put all their patients in the position of power, no matter what is yeah. going on in their bodies. Um, instead of in the position of weakness and framing is everything. And when they frame it as you're so ill, you know, but go and live your life, take the supplements, live your life and stop thinking about your health, but also take notes and take, you know, tabs and keep track of every single thing going on in your life. Like, that is not how you should send your patient home. You should always be positive. And there is not enough conversation about how there is a natural intelligence and there is an ability in each of us to heal to a certain degree. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying there isn't balance needed sometimes where sometimes you do need a supplement or you do need yeah, you know, medicine to heal from something. But there is a balance needed. It's not all one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um. And that balance is not talked about. Yeah, not um, at all. Yeah, so now I'm just taking like from 70, I was on, I think it was 77 supplements to now like 15. Good Lord, 77. Yeah, it was literally 70 something. My 
I have a cabinet in here that looks like a little pharmacy that I'm going to get rid of. Yeah, which is going to feel so good. I'm going to cleanse. But yeah, balance is everything. And if I had known, and I'm so thankful I went through this experience, if I could choose to go back in time and either not go through it and go down that path or relive what I went through now, I would 100% choose this because of what I've learned and what I've gained. And I now feel stronger than I was before because I'm aware Mm. of what I'm eating, of what I'm doing, of what kind of world we live in, of just so Mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. Unless if you, I think unless if you deal with a deep challenge or an internal, you kind of come to terms with something in yourself, you aren't forced to go deeper because you're fine living on the surface. Yeah, absolutely. And I was so cruising on the surface my whole life, like satisfied with living surface level, thinking what was outside me defined me. So -hmm. when I went through this, I didn't know who I was because I identified as, you know, the way I looked and felt before, but I didn't even know who I was. It's Mm -hmm. not what you look like on the outside. Mm -hmm. It's so much more than that. And I've completely, I feel like gotten to know myself in a way I wouldn't have gotten to know myself had I not gone through this. And there's a book by Marianne Williamson that I read called A Return to Love. Mm. The reason why she had her spiritual awakening was because she had a complete breakdown in every way, mentally, physically, emotionally, but said, you know, she was broken. And when you're broken, that's how the light gets in. And Mm. I wasn't broken before this at all. So Mm -hmm. even if I wanted the light to come in, there was nowhere for it to come in. So when I would read these books or quotes or people would say the things then that they say to me now, then I'd be like, oh yeah, that's nice. But I didn't actually mm-hmm. internalize it or know what it meant. But now it that's like what heals me. Those yeah. things and those words are the things that light my way and that have actually helped me grow and feel the most good wow. that I felt. So I think it's important. So I'm really grateful I went through this and that I can help people not avoid going through what I went through, but if I could just give insight into my own experience and provide any sort of comfort or, Mm -hmm. you know, information. Because I think the people that help others the most with things like this, the ones who've actually experienced some sort of thing that they're preaching, you know, because doctors are, maybe they've gone through it, maybe they haven't, but for the ones who haven't, they're really just judging you and categorizing you based off of books and what they've studied but labeling we're all so you know we're all bio individual and so complex you can't apply a book to a person you have Mm -hmm. to just apply like experience and love so Mm. (laughs) I'm on the mend just telling myself every day that I'm healthy and that I'm capable and strong the biggest thing I've learned probably one of the biggest things I've learned throughout this whole process is you can be doing all the right things, saying all the right things, eating all the right things, taking all the right steps. But if you're not believing in the things that you're doing, Mm -hmm. it's empty action. Those things don't matter. So I was, again, taking supplements that are good for me, seeing good doctors-ish, working out, walking outside, meditating. But all I was thinking was like, I want to get better. I was so resistant and what you resist persists. And I was so angry and I was so resentful that I was just doing all the right things just to say to myself, 
and check it off my list, but I wasn't actually feeling it. So mm-hmm. I'd say affirmations, I'd drink the green juice, but I was just so angry. And so like, oh, if only I didn't take the birth control. And oh, if only I yeah. didn't X, like, Y, and Z. Like and, blaming. Right. But letting that old story go and that narrative go mm-hmm. and know that I'm here now. And no matter what I think about in the past, won't change my present, but I can change my present by being different and thinking different. Yeah. That's been the biggest game changer. And I was spending so much time focusing on like why I got sick, how I got sick. But Mm -hmm. my mom told me once, which like kind of woke me up. She was like, Bailey, that's one of the questions of the universe. We're all wondering why, like why that person passed away. Why this happens to us? Why some people heal and some people don't? Why X, Y, and Z? But those aren't things you really find out. You know, and you can spend all your time stressing about why it happened or how it happened or if it was the birth control or the stress or the roommate or whatever it was, but it is what it is. Like, I am where I am now, and stressing about the past, again, only ruins the present. Yeah. And, like, taints the present. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm on the mend. I have little post-its all around my apartment. I was looking at – I wondered what that was. I just put those up for the new year because I – say affirmations every morning and every night but was like you know what I should say it throughout the day because That's I amazing. just forget do you have any favorite ones so I have them all over my apartment it's really just like I am digesting with ease I am balanced I am bliss my body is healing um a lot of them are like I am unlimited I am a gift I am whole they're just like positive things and then I really like imagine the feeling of those words. So it's not just again, empty. My favorite, favorite, number one favorite spiritual teacher and doctor mm-hmm. is Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, do you know who he is? Yeah. I've heard, mm-hmm. I've heard a little, but Sorry, definitely interested to hear um, more. He's my favorite, everything. I'll send you like all of his stuff, but yeah, I'd love to. He says, that our bodies cannot differentiate between events in the outside world and events in the inside world, um, that our mm. bodies only understand feelings. So if mm. you feel the feelings of healing uh, and gratitude mm-hmm. and how your body wants to feel, like how your body will feel in the future, that if you feel those feelings, your body will match that. So it will actually create those chemicals to match that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wrote down one quote to read you. Yeah, he says... When we are feeling the emotions of our desired future, whether that's gratitude, joy, freedom, abundance, enthusiasm, love, and so on, the creative thoughts in your mind can become the experience. As the body receives the chemical signals of these emotions, essentially the body is receiving the signal that the event has already occurred, Mm. which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a documentary uh, called Heal, which... Oh yeah, I'm I sure want to watch. Seen. No, I, I've oh heard about God, it. I want to watch so it though. Good. It's so good. That also was a huge turning point for me watching that. Just seeing how it's like you watch something like if they can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. It's like Very that mindset. Empowering. You know, mm-hmm. any outcome you can think, you know, if they can't do it, then I can't do it. Or you can think the opposite. If they can do it, I can do it. Like mm-hmm. both can be true. So you might as well give all your energy to the one that to, you want. Yeah. Um, And there's one really powerful part in it about the placebo and nocebo effect about how um, they did 
this really cool experiment with people with um, a sugar pill and also with a surgery where people would get a fake pill or a fake surgery. And, um, you know, they would wake up from the surgery with the stitches, but that they would leave the cancer inside or they would get a sugar pill and they would wake up thinking, I got the real thing. Mm -hmm. And their bodies, since they believed that they got the real thing, would actually create the chemicals that the real pill Uh. produced in the body. And even with the the fake surgeries, your body thinks the the poison is out, you know, the cancer is out. So your body would start to heal itself, thinking Mm -hmm. it's out and actually create the chemicals needed to push it out when it was really in there all along. Yeah. Which just made me think, I'm like, if people can heal from stage four cancers, I can heal my gut. I can heal X, Y, and Z. Like we all do have such a power to heal ourselves to a certain degree. And you just have to get out of your own way and let that happen. So that's what I'm doing now. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. That was amazing. (laughs) Holy shit. I don't even know what I just said. I just talked for so long. That was like the shortest version I could say. Wow. Okay. So much. So much. I know so much. Thank you for sharing all that. First of all, like, oh my God, what a, just imagining you like sitting in a room with an IV, like wanting help and not being able to get help just makes me like want to fucking cry. That's so, it's just, you've been through so much. It's okay. It's so all for the better. Yeah. Your outlook is so Mm -hmm. inspiring. Like, oh my God, just listening to you. Like, I'm grateful for everything that happened is that's the best outlook. It's Mm -hmm. that's so inspiring, like truly so inspiring. And thank you. I, it's kind of funny when I think we started talking again, when you kind of, it's, it, I think it was kind of when you started coming out and realizing like on more on the, I can heal myself and like, I don't know, turning towards more spirit, spiritually focused things. And mm-hmm. I started noticing your posts again or just your stories or whatever. We started messaging again. It kind of happened at the same time when I started turning towards like going inwards. Um, mm-hmm. And I just really align with everything that you're saying and totally believe that. Like, I, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it, but I feel like if I had heard this story a year ago, I wouldn't have believed it as... Mm-hmm. Like now hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, absolutely. Like we all have the power to heal ourselves Mm -hmm. 1000%. You know, obviously. I think everything happens too in divine timing. So this was obviously meant to Mm -hmm. happen the way it did. But you, you, I mean, you look, you're glowing. Oh, you're so sweet. You look beautiful. You're so (laughs) sweet. Um, I mean, there's so many things I've learned. Like, I think there are like 10 takeaways from my whole experience that like I just want people to know and Mm -hmm. share with you guys but let everything in life ebbs and flows like our bodies will always ebb and flow like we everything's temporary like I sometimes feel amazing I sometimes don't feel amazing even before this all happened I'd have my off days and my good days yeah but just let yourself be get out of your own way I thought by me overanalyzing and taking notes about my each and every move my each and every calorie and my each and every supplement that by writing things down and me being in control of that was me being in control of my healing, Mm -hmm. but you cannot control your body that way. Like we aren't made that way. Mm -hmm. You know, 
the only way to be in control of your healing is to just let your body be and mm-hmm. to just let it do its thing. And by getting out of your way, you can listen to it and you can actually hear it. Mm, but when yeah. you're constantly trying to control it, it's almost like you're finding evidence for what you choose to believe. So when you're trying to control it, you're finding evidence to hear what you think you need to hear, whether it's good or bad. So when I was thinking I was so ill, I was finding evidence yeah, and to support on that. that. Right. And now when I get out of my own way and I'm just neutral and I'm like, you know, witnessing it and observing it, I actually can hear myself saying, this made you feel good. This didn't make you feel good. Mm -hmm. You need to meditate today or you need to take it easy. You can, your body speaks to you. And if you let go of what form you think it needs to speak to you in or what Mm. it needs to speak to you about, then you'll get the signals left and right. Yeah. And that applies to everything. Like Mm -hmm. I think our body and our your soul or everything's trying to communicate with you and we're just always chattering about mm-hmm. whatever things stressing you out or like whatever you have to buy groceries or <laughs> like silly things right. and it just gets in the way right. of like the messages you're trying to receive that's right. so that's such a huge huge breakthrough like once you realize that you got to get out of your own way mm-hmm. to let like get your ego out of the way and let just right yeah just to like clear all the noise Mm -hmm. would be like one piece of advice another would be labels also don't heal you Mm -hmm. I really like how in the heal documentary they always talk about disease just being dis-ease like your body not being in ease Mm -hmm. just labels cause such a narrow perspective to live your life where you look through a pinhole of whatever label you have And I understand labels feel comforting. When you have a label, like I said, that was an answer to me. Mm -hmm. So I was comfortable with the label. The labels limit you so much. Um, And I just think if people could release the labels, even if you are labeled with something and you have it, okay, you have it. Just look at the, look at ways you can move forward and how you can heal yourself, but let go of the label. Because again, we're all constantly changing and you can't define yourself by a label because that's not who you are. Yeah, you might have that temporarily, but that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. Like I saw something recently. I love quotes and books and like things that help me every day just get through what I'm feeling. And just to remind myself of the truth, which is you are not your body. You have a body. Mm, You are not your thoughts. You have Mm -hmm. your thoughts. I saw that on your story. I loved that. I'm like, duh. Like it's so simple, but it was such an empower like an important and powerful reminder because I was like, yeah, like I'm not my body. Like I'm so grateful to be in this body and Mm -hmm. I want to take the best care of it. I can, but I am not my body. Like I'm temporarily in this body. Mm -hmm. Um, and just like reminders like that throughout the day are so helpful, which is why I share it when I can. Like I've had such a change of heart with social media. Like I've had such a love hate relationship with it. Um, where I really just want to use it to share things like that. Like before I just could not care less now about what people think of me and what I share. Cause before I'd be like, Oh, people will think it's cheesy and people will not relate, but I've learned people can only meet you as deeply as mm-hmm. they've met themselves. So if they don't take it to heart, ding, it's ding, because ding. <laughs> they're not, you know, at that place with themselves and that's not personal to me. I just hope for them that they get there one day. And if they don't, they don't. And if they yeah. somehow relate to my post or whatever I share, then great. But I have to do what is best for me. And I think by you being your best self, that is what will make it radiate. And that is what 
will cause the ripple effect. So I'm going to end it out. Um, this episode was turned into two episodes because it was quite lengthy, um, but worth every minute if you ask me. It was very um, wonderful to hear from Bailey, and I will see you guys next week. Hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to leave a rating and review if you like this podcast, and if you want to take a gander to at the YouTube channel and subscribe over there, Acting My Age Podcast. Um, I would appreciate it very, very much. I love you guys. Hope you're doing so well. Hope you're thriving. Um, And yeah, talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Acting My Age Podcast with me, Rohini Elites. See you next week. (laughs) How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.